0: Welcome to the first episode of the Sten Morgan Podcast, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. In today's episode, you'll learn about the external and internal obstacles Sten had to overcome so that he could change his habits and mindset and build the life that he has today. We'll also share how we plan to help you in future episodes, including an easy to remember three-step process to help you change your mindset. To save you time and to keep from missing future episodes, you can sign up at StenMorgan.com slash podcast. Now, here's today's show. Uh, Sten, it's great to be with you, as always. Uh, I'm excited to kick off the Sten Morgan podcast today with a conversation where you and I get to hear more about your journey as an advisor and what other advisors can learn from it uh, to make their journey better but we're also going to talk about how you and I came to create this resource for advisors through our company, the Elite Advisor Network. so thanks for being here, yes, sir. Good to be here So I want to start because a lot of people of you you know know of you from being on other podcasts or maybe you've been paid to speak to their company, but a lot of others uh, might be hearing your name for the first time and so let's get into some of the backstory uh, of who you are, where you came from. How you've made some changes to separate yourself from sort of the average in the industry, and then your heart for helping others do the same thing. Yeah. So let's start uh, with your start. Where are you from? Why don't you sound Southern? You're in Nashville, uh, and and then how'd you end up here?
1: Yeah. No, I grew up in Oregon. We moved around a lot growing up, but uh, settled in Oregon. And um, single mom, three sisters. The path that kind of taught me, you know, here's what you're going to accomplish, which is just kind of the sum of who's around you, which wasn't great. You know, nobody in my family ran a business, made a lot of money, and that had shaped the way I viewed the world. And it wasn't a great path. It was okay. I worked hard, but really it was just enough. It was what's the path of least resistance. I just want to get comfortable. Like that was my mindset. And I was really excited to really start this podcast, especially this episode, because I think one thing when I speak in front of groups or people hear my story, I think they paint a picture in their mind of what my experience and path has been like, Yeah, and and it has not been sexy. You know, (laughs) it wasn't just I fell into this business and it was this magical experience. I had a very typical average entry into this business until I had some light bulb moments that really, you know, kind of hockey stick my success. I think it's
0: one of the challenges of hearing about other people's success is that an unhealthy mindset, and we're all guilty of it in some degree, is that we say, yeah, that's true of you because you had this advantage. And other than being, you know, 6'3", is that you Six? How tall are you? 6'4".
1: Uh, 6'4". Six, four, six, ah, no, you always round up. Yeah, right? I always round up. Yeah, well.
0: <laughs> but other than being 6'4", uh, you know, you didn't have a lot of advantages. And I, and I think about this. I remember as a child that I, <laughs> I laughed, but I wanted to be an insurance agent. Because that's what my dad did. Like, but not like an insurance agent where you go, like, I wanted to grow up and sit in a cubicle in downtown Indianapolis uh-huh. because that's what my dad did. There you go. I had no idea. But my point is the context of you, you are what your environment says that you should be. Oh, yeah. And your environment was no business owners, just try to get comfortable, try to make it by. Because I think most of your life, from what I know of you and our friendship, is most of your childhood was just getting by. Yeah. So how did you end up in Nashville? That's a long way from Oregon.
1: It is, yeah. So growing up, moving around a lot, um, Oregon had some tough memories for us. So I kind of had this this pull or a sense of like, hey, let's kind of get out and had some family in Nashville and used to work construction in the summers growing up. And so I would come out here and work in the summer. And so when I graduated and did an internship in an insurance company um, for about a year and a half, I just said, let's go. And so did a 46-hour U-Haul drive, which is a hilarious story because I show up to get the U-Haul. And of course, I'm like, can I have your smallest U-Haul? I have like a a lazy boy and almost nothing to my name. And I show up and they have like a 25-footer.
0: Oh, I drove one of those with my family, you know, family of five to Nashville.
1: And they said, we'll give it to you for the same price. (laughs) Like they were doing you a favor. And so I had to use straps to strap all 10 of my things to the front of this U-Haul so they weren't like flying around. And so I drove that U-Haul with my sister across the country, Man. and pretty much an empty U-Haul. And it was probably
0: going sixty; <laughs> it was topping out at sixty-two. Oh, you maybe, know? yeah. And, and I'm was, sure the uh, gas mileage was great. It was yeah, cheaper than it no. was
1: great. So, but then came out here, but still was looking for the path of least resistance. Sure, it, it within me. And I've and I've been, I've spoke at events before where before the event I'll have dinner with the the leader of the firm. They'll be like, "Hey, remember, everyone here is not like you." And part of me is like. Thank God. You know, like, because he didn't quite understand my story and while adversity can make us stronger, if it goes too far the other way, it can debilitate us. Mm -hmm. And mine went too far the other way.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: If you grow up so uncomfortable, the natural response from that is not, I'm going to overcome everything. Right. I think there's, you know, the Goldilocks principle where it's like just enough discomfort can challenge you enough in small doses. Mm -hmm. But if you're Drowning in it,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You're just fighting. I love that analogy. It's if if you're if you've been drowning, your only goal is to not drown. That's right. It's not like I want to be a diver and compete. <laughs> no, I just want to not drown. That's right. You know, uh, how would you like to improve your life? Uh, breathe. I'd like yes. to be able to breathe. Yes. Yeah, air. So you moved to Nashville, cold market. You know, uh, not, not a ton of family around, but some. And you were you had accepted a storyline that's common in the industry, which is hey, great industry stick around for 20 years and you'll start to enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Not, not much of an exaggeration, but you know, just put your head down and work hard. And, um, but you started to get impatient with that. Mm-hmm. Y- you started to say, you know, I know you're an athlete and you know, you are a competitor and you, you sort of said, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm in, I don't know if I want to wait that long.
1: Yep. So what did you do with that impatience? For me growing up, um, Perspective is really difficult. If I if anything entered my world that seemed to contradict what I believed or anything I had been doing, I rejected it aggressively. Because to me, it felt like it was calling my identity into question. Yeah. And, but as soon as I started trying to perfect that to where not only was I willing to receive feedback from other people in the business, but I would actually seek it out, mm. I started going to more conferences. I started speaking to other advisors, and I started realizing, well, there's a lot of ways to be successful in this business. And I met more and more people that have overcome amazing odds to be successful yeah and that they did it a lot faster than what i thought was the typical path right. and i believe and we've worked through this together there's some industry lies that most advisors buy into yeah and not that the industry is intentionally doing it but it's like hey keep your head down uh 15 years from now you'll make good money uh the products are what's valuable you know just the better that's products what separates
0: you- our companies our products yep like, Uh okay
1: and so yeah. for us and all the advisors we coach, it's like, let's identify these things we're buying into that really aren't true. Mm-hmm. And for me, the biggest lie that I had bought into was keep your head down, work really hard long days, and eventually this will work out. And yeah. eventually, you know, with a family getting married, I was like, I can't, the 15-year path's not going to cut it. I need yeah. the three-year path.
0: So I talked to an advisor. I haven't told you the story yet. I talked to an advisor yesterday. He has seven kids under eight. <laughs> oh, my god! And... You talk about urgency, I right? We talk to advisors, right? we talk to different advisors every day from all around the country. Mm-hmm. And you hear these stories and you just think, and his his thing was, I don't have time. I don't have time for what the industry tells me how long it's gonna take. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to put in the work. He was reaching out to me about the, joining our, our network of advisors. And he's like, Andy, I I heard Stan on the Kitsis podcast. I I don't have time to, you know, I, I need to, and the great news is there is a way. There's a, it's hard, but there is a way. So let's go back to your story. So, you know, you had been trying to find the easiest path to sort of stop drowning, the path of least resistance, and then you figured out, hey, the problem here is not the industry. The problem, because the industry has people in it that are doing great. The problem was Sten, right? Mm-hmm. And so you started to change some things about the way you think. You you say you retrained your mindset. And then your resulting actions. And you, you, you know, when you and I became friends, I don't know, six, seven years ago now, that you, you sort of had this, (laughs) this funny drawing that you had. I don't know who did it for you, but (laughs) they did a great job. No, uh, you it gets the point across. But you had this process that you said, hey, this, this is what happened to me in the industry, Andy, and this is why it's, I'm, and I'm doing well. Is you, you went from a awareness that there's a greater potential out there for you than understanding. Which is, I'm going to go learn the path that those people, you know, took mm-hmm. to get there, and then I'm going to have belief that I can actually do that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, when you do the awareness, understanding, belief, things can start to change because what you believe you'll do, That's what right. you don't believe, you can be in a in a plane and there's a there's a parachute on you, but if you don't believe it's going to work, you ain't jumping, yep. right? So you changed, you became aware, you started to understand and study what other people mm-hmm. were doing, and then you believed, yeah, I can do that,
1: yeah. Right. It definitely is a process to retrain the way you think. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of big ideas out there that people hear about all the time. I go to conferences like, oh, big ideas. That was a motivational speaker. But like, what do I do with that?
0: Yeah. Or do I really believe I can do that big idea? Yep. You're like, okay, I get it. But do you
1: really believe it? No, I believe in that idea, but I don't believe I can do it. Yep. So, so you started to
0: believe some things differently about yourself.
1: Yep. And the undercurrent of that is humility. Like I had to learn humility. It didn't come natural to me. I think for me growing up, it was like... Uh, I'm constantly under attack by the world. I don't trust anybody. So I need to build this facade Mm -hmm. that that projects confidence. But if, if that was ever challenged or questioned, it would fall very quickly. And so uh, the steps of awareness, understanding belief is uh, step one was I need to be willing to go out there and seek to be aware of what's going on. What is possible? Yeah. And so I would meet more advisors and a podcast are great for this books, conferences. And it's like, okay, I see you're doing it. I Mm -hmm. see you have overcome hard things too. Now I need to pursue aggressively to figure out how did you do that? So it's one thing to know it's possible. It's another to see how someone else has done it. And the final one is say, okay, I believe I can do that too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, and
1: and in future episodes, we are
0: going to talk about how to identify those limiting beliefs. Because, you know, one of the problems with blind spots is that they're blind spots. You know, like, you know, you can't see them. That's yep. why they're a blind spot, so how can you find those blind spots and then work through them? I think about you know cars I was driving a rental car one time, and I was looked at the rearview mirror and it has those like little lights on it and I was like, "What are these lights?" And I asked the person I was driving with, and they're like, "Oh, that means that there's someone in your blind spot." and I was like, can I get one of those for my life <laughs> can I get, can I get you know like can I get a blind spot indicator? Yeah you know
1: but it be on all the time." <laughs>
0: Uh, that's another episode, Stan. Okay, let's not. This isn't about me right now. Okay, man. Okay, let's stay focused. (laughs) Um, so you, so you started to learn to take more risks. This is cliched, but you started to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and and you had to start to be okay with failure. I think there's a safer path in this business. Mm -hmm. I think it's difficult, but um. But you started to say, you know, what's the worst thing that happens if I fail, if I try new things, and you increase your level of awareness of what was possible. Um, but you said that you you had to be willing to allow information that will disrupt what you believe would be true. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you uh, that you struggled with as it relates to fighting against? Um, what your your older beliefs were? What would fight up against? You know, what would, what would come mm-hmm. up against? Uh, what would what would your, what would that resistance look like?
1: A great story for that is when we started charging for our advice, yeah. charging financial planning fees. Because I first got in the business where it was like insurance is the the solution. Sure. Your products are your value. I jumped over to the wirehouse side, and it was like investment management all the time. And then I go to a conference, and I sit in a room with a guy that's essentially saying that stuff pales in comparison to the value of a good idea and accountability and time for a client. And it just flooded me with like, who is this guy? What is he doing? Cause it, it, in a way at that moment called into question my five years of experience. Like, yeah. wait, I wasted all of that. I could have been doing it differently mm-hmm. until I realized like it's, it's a path. And as we get into, you know, the lead advisor path and we tell clients tell advisors about that, it was just the first step of my journey. To take that risk. And so, the being willing to sit in there and realize, like, I'm going to tear down what I've built because what brought me where I am is not going to get me where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And if you can accept that's going to continue to happen and you're not going to hold so tightly to something if there's a better way, when I'm speaking in front of groups, I can at times sense the tension people are holding on to. Because it's like, "Well, he's telling me the way I've done this for 20 years is the right way. Absolutely. And, uh, and there's that Arizona, that conference I spoke at in Scottsdale. <laughs> you do your story about the hater and I'm going to do one too. So okay. we'll, tell them about the hater, the sin so hater. So I went up on stage and spoke and, you know, showing these illustrations and this advisor went up to the organizers who's a good buddy of mine. And, and he was f- so frustrated. He said, how can he be charging and making that much money? for something that is so easy. For so basic. He's like, the so ideas basic. he
0: shared were like so basic. Like I do that stuff and 10 times more. Yeah. And and I don't charge for my advice. And what did the organizer
1: tell him? He said, well, why don't you? Like, <laughs> Just go do it, charge Ouch. more. Like, yeah, so, but it was calling into yeah. question yeah. like what he, and again, we're all business owners, competitive, independent, uh, prideful to some extent. I think humility in our business is something we all have to focus on yeah. to hold that posture. Um, but yeah, it, it, it will, and it happens to me still, where it's like I, I reject something, my gut rejects it, and then I have to catch that feeling right. and sit in that. Yeah, not because it isn't true, but just because you don't like it. That's right.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> is it true or not? That's irrelevant. Exactly. Okay, I don't like it. <laughs> I do not like it. Mine is, uh, my story of resistance of people to new ideas and, and learning is that when we were launching the Elite Advisor Network, and literally people would join our email list, and I would call, I would email them, each person, and say, thanks for joining our list, you know, I'm guessing you maybe heard, heard Sten on the Kitsis podcast or maybe heard, you know, did you want to set up a call? This guy set up a call with me and three other people from his firm, and I knew it was going to go bad when I came on the Zoom. <laughs> you ever get on a Zoom and none nobody else turns their camera on? Oh, no. I'm like, oh, you're going to be like anonymous. Okay, Cool. <laughs> And, and, and I'm like, what do you, you know, and you, and you outnumbered me. Like that's he didn't right. tell me the other guys were coming. And they basically berate me for like 20 minutes saying like, uh. how does Stent think he's going to charge for advice? Like who does? i And mean, it's like, they're like, that's, that's, you know, unethical. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you won't, won't be joining our network. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was just, it was fascinating because they were all so angry about it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and it because it, I think that they were like, have we been doing this wrong?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the other part of it is, I don't know that you have to come out from day one. Like you don't it, it's not about you've been doing it wrong for so long. Like mm-hmm. that's not the point. The point is there's a different way and you can start doing it today. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a Friday when Sten didn't charge for his advice and then the following Monday he did. Yep. Right? So that can be true of you who's listening now. So back to your story, you started to be willing to receive feedback in order to change the actions that you were gonna take. And the results that you are that you started to recognize and reach your potential faster, um, you know, and that's that actually became. Uh, I'll give you credit for that. That became really the the, the guiding principle of the Elite Advisor Network is mm-hmm. to help advisors recognize, so see, mm-hmm. realize, recognize, and then reach their potential mm-hmm. faster. Yep. Right. And, and this business says, hey. You can reach your potential. Yep. We're just more impatient and we want it faster. That's right. Right.
1: And what I love about that, the kind of mission statement of ours, is that there's a mindset component to that.
0: Yeah. Recognize.
1: Yeah. There's a practical component of that. Yeah. Which is like, okay, what do I do? Like, tell me. Yeah. And this is what we get. Yeah. It's one thing for me to share these big motivational ideas. Another person's yeah. like, what do I do on Monday yeah. to get me there? Teach me. What's your system? What do your forms look like? And, that, yeah. and that's- What do you say? Tell yeah. me what to say. Yeah. yeah. The videos, you, here's an example of Send teaching a whiteboard. Like- Things you can use tomorrow, because I felt like when I got into the business, I, that was lacking. I just started copying the people that were around me. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I didn't really want to be like them. I just had no other option, <laughs> you know. So the the yeah. the pull of me, because people ask me, Sen, why are you doing this? Why don't you just grow legacy?" And it's like, because I love working with and coaching and sharing ideas with other advisors. Yeah, because if you know that advisor with seven kids triples his business in two years. The impact he'll have, you know, absolutely is ten x what I could do by adding one more client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, legacy—just tell folks. We haven't used the word legacy yet. Oh so, yeah, that's right. Legacy is uh, legacy's my firm that I started, you know, nine years ago, roughly, um, in an office in Nashville with no clients. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had not a, a great meeting. business. I remember model, we had a,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had a meeting several years ago, and I remember that that office that that might have been a different office but Mm. had this little whiteboard that was like it looked like it was about the size of a dartboard it was tiny now the whiteboard we have is epic that's right we've upgraded (laughs) it's not even a whiteboard is glass so yeah um so you and i uh you know we work together to train advisors and this advisor had a conversation that i had a conversation with yesterday great guy he's like are you an advisor i was like well no that's not my real focus so the reason that that I work with uh, and and run the company is because and I thought about this. It's really interesting. Is that you know I come from a family of educators. You know I went to school to be an educator. My mom was an educator. Uh, I, I've coached as long as I was have been able to coach. I mean I remember coaching my son and daughter who are now fourteen and twelve, and they were on the same. It was like a kids' bit softball team. They were like <laughs> six and four or something like that. And my daughter would wear a, her uniform right. But um, there's no sliding because they were too little, whatever. Mm -hmm. But she wore a tutu to every game, (laughs) like so. She's standing first in a tutu, like no shame. And I'm like, yeah. So, so my role in the company is fundamentally the coaching. It is Mm -hmm. it is the uh, running the calls and building community. And what I think we figured out, and a lot of people figured out in the last two years, is that technology can be a great connector. But the other unfortunate thing is, technology can also sell you a line of bull, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have uh, bought in that. You know, I am going to take this class, and it's going to make me this, and this, and this, and and what what I recognize is that building community online is a nuance; it's a skill, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've spent the last ten years of, of building online communities. And you know, I consider myself a really good facilitator, um, a high EQ, as they say, be able to read a room. And the thing that we do in EAN, I think we get the most uh, we get the most compliments for, is that we don't separate. Um, you know, it's not we give each other permission to speak truth, mm-hmm. and everybody has that permission to speak truth, um, even when it's hard to hear. Uh, and so that's that's something that 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 we do um, routinely with advisors. And then also just to coordinate the organization and development of our content. I mean, we are helping hundreds and hundreds of advisors a month. We are, uh, whether it's you speaking through a conference or people in our network or people taking our programs. And also we're launching a community for administrators of advisors, that their support team. Um, there's just a lot that goes into the technical pieces of that. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I love about Elite Advisor Network is that it's not just this you know, uh, separate group that we have a laboratory always literally down the hall of mm-hmm. legacy. Uh, so these aren't just sort of ideas that are pulled out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They are being used on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I did want to kind of wrap today's uh, episode with why we think the world of advisors needs another podcast. <laughs> because I think, it you know, it's a valid question. What's, what's gonna be different? What can people expect uh, from this show moving forward? Um, I've heard this from a lot of people that are part of our network and that we talk to is that advisors really like to learn from people that are actively working in today's environment mm. that are, you know, they understand the pressures, uh, the fundamental pressure of what do I do on Monday? Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot in our company. Oh, yeah. How is this going to help me on Monday? Um, and also I think that advisors want strategies that are relevant to today. Like a common conversation we had last week uh, in our network was what are you all telling your clients about Russia mm-hmm. and inflation and like these are conversations that talk you know, talk about relevant right yep. um, so we, they want tested strategies they want they want uh, relevant strategies um, and we also know that advisors are really busy people so these shows will almost always be a little you know less than thirty minutes long yep. um, which which I appreciate. And the other is that, and I want you to speak to this uh, because I think this has been a big shift in just your own growth as a person. We always talk about the business owner. You know, you're not just an advisor; you're a business Mm -hmm. owner, right? Don't don't forget that. Yep. But we talk about how your personal life affects your business, Mm -hmm. right? So, can you maybe touch on that? Like, as as you know, what what can people expect us to talk about on this Mm -hmm. show when it comes to the the personal side of life?
1: I look back at different times in my career, kind of pivot points when I felt like I leveled up. Uh, And certainly there was just leveling up as an advisor, getting new information, knowledge, learning to communicate it better. But in hindsight, saying, looking and seeing that I was at times holding all of that back. I was a governor personally, whether that was, Mm -hmm. you know, I lacked humility, whether I was blind to just things I was struggling with as a leader, Mm -hmm. um, When things at home, marriage can be all-consuming when that goes wrong? And did Mm -hmm. I let that stuff just drag out? And not that we're counseling all of our advisors, but from the the lens of you need to be a healthy business owner. Yeah. And I think we went off on a tangent on a a call the other day about just, man, counseling is a big deal. Like, why do I go to the gym all the time? Yeah. Why do I hire business coaches and spend crazy money on that? Yeah. Yet I'm not sitting down with somebody and saying, hey, am I, am I a, a healthy balance person? No, why do
0: I have the same argument with <laughs> the right. people in my life? Yeah. And I mean it from my kids, from my wife, yeah. whatever it might be, yeah. you know, whether it's world events that get you down. I mean, like, we, you know, it would be crazy if it's like, you know, Stan, it's like uh, 98% of our customers ask for a refund. Like, well, you'd probably f- work on fixing that problem. That's Right. Right. But it's like you know we have the same issues in our marriages with our parenting. It's like well it's just it's just the way it is. No no one can help me fix that. Like mm. actually there's some people that can help you That's fix right. that. That's right. What they do. Yeah. And so what we ta- I'm thinking of we we had a call I think it was two weeks ago about I'm trying to remember the title. It was something about how to how to be productive when at work when life is crazy. Mm. You know when life is difficult. And we actually gave them a framework uh, for how how. How do you deal with your life at work and f- how do you find the ability a path a system to to be productive at work when things at home are really difficult mm-hmm. and things at home being difficult might be covid or it might be marriage or it might be mm-hmm. a kid being sick or something like that yep. you know but but we 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 are not afraid to talk about those things and and I do want to clarify I appreciate you saying that no we don't we're not counselors. Mm-hmm. We don't do counseling. But, you know, we have had multiple people. I'm thinking of our live event we had here a few months ago. And I had a couple advisors after you spoke publicly, and you know, for everybody and said, you know, I'm going to tell all of you you should have a counselor. Mm-hmm. Even if you go and they say, you doing you're doing great. Okay, good. Yeah. You don't go to the doctor. and They say you're doing well. And you say, I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's like they have to find something wrong. But you can go to a counselor and they say, you know, things are good. Great. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um. I had multiple, I don't know if I've told you this, I, multiple advisors come, pull me aside and go, how do I find a good, like, what do you, mm. is there like a Yelp for counselors? <laughs> yes. You know, and I was like, yeah, if there is, go find it because it's, it can be hard to find a good one. That's you know right. what I mean? Um,
1: but we do encourage that. We encourage mm-hmm. health in all those areas. Because we're, we're living it with the advisors. I mean, this is stuff I'm dealing with. And, and if anything, if we can help advisors get off the island, yeah, which most of them are on, even if you work in an office with 50 other people, like this business can be isolating. Yeah. And 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 you have this light bulb kind of awakening moment when you're just able to freely collaborate with other yeah. top advisors or advisors you're like, I want my business to look like theirs. And they're willing yeah. to share their ideas because they have an yeah. abundance mentality. Which is really,
0: really unique. I yeah. mean, in this industry of everyone doing almost the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, there's a varying degree to that. But it is fascinating to me that you would get, you know, a thousand teachers in the room and none of them would like share, what are you doing in your classroom that works, mm-hmm. you know? Of course, they would share that. There's yep. no because they have this mentality of like, well, there's a lot of kids and there's more kids coming, and you know, I'll have more kids next year, and, and so I'm going to help each other. But there's something about the advisor world that you get a bunch of advisors in a room, and it's more about like, oh, I'm not going to really tell people what I'm what I need help with. I need mm-hmm. to like look my best. Mm-hmm. Where well, we get people in our community, and 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 very quickly for the Lead Advisor Network, when people join our community. I make it abundantly clear, you have to bring two things to our community. You have to bring your knowledge. You have to come ready to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're brand new to the industry, you may not have as much knowledge, but you can still speak into other people's lives in some ways, and maybe that's on the personal side. Then you also have to bring your needs. Mm-hmm. You have to come hungry and humble and ready to mm-hmm. say, Here, here's where I could use some help. Yep. And when you bring both of those, when everybody brings both of those, it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. I've been in rooms of advisors where nobody has any needs, and it's like, this is ridiculous, (laughs) it's like, we're all lying. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, So, so the more voices, the better. Uh, You know, we we listen to other podcasts, you've been on other podcasts, we know other people in the industry, they're doing good work, Uh, but we believe that uh, our voice is unique, and we also believe that our voice echoes a lot of other advisors, because we are actively working with, you know, many advisors on a day-to-day basis, uh And so we know what their needs are and and actually, a little behind the scenes, you know we asked our network of advisors what what ideas would you like for us to speak on, and we have over a hundred <laughs> shows sort of ready mm-hmm. to go based on the topics they've asked, so we have plenty of content to talk about and The other great news is that we do have uh, options beyond the show mm-hmm. you know i I've actually been frustrated at times when um, it's like great that's that 's wonderful it 's inspiring, but what else do you have a book? do you have a program like I want more mm. right and, and so we do have more uh you know we have our uh, our planning program which which really <laughs> you basically said here 's everything i 've done mm-hmm. to um charge for my advice yep. uh n- n- first the mindset, but then here are the internal and external workflows uh here 's examples of me teaching ideas um Here's what our financial plan looks like. Um, Here's what a business proposal looks like. like. Here's an individual proposal on that side. Here's a pricing matrix, all those things. We have a program that covers that. Um, And then we have our Elite Advisor community, um, and that's a a, a, a community that we um, run that has advisors that are communicating literally every day and sharing ideas, and uh, we have live calls and in-person events, which are awesome. Mm. It's great to be in person again. Oh, yeah. Um, so, tell me this then. So, over over our next five episodes, I think this is a pretty, this, this is a very unique thing and I'm super excited to talk about it. In the next five ep- episodes, we're going to outline one of the core ideas that gives the Elite Advisor Network its direction and its purpose. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about EAN and like what is it, I think that this is a great first place for us to start, which is something that you've developed, um, which is... This idea that there is a path in the industry, and you can either do it the average way, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot longer. Yep. In some ways, it'll be easier, yep. but um, but it'll 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 take a lot longer. Or, or there's the elite path, mm-hmm. and so we're going to talk about um, sort of those those five stages over the next five episodes. So as we wrap, just tell us, you know, as as people think about the upcoming episodes, as they think about. Uh, where they are on this path, um, what do you want them to know about this path that you can go down within uh, within the industry?
1: I think it brings us back to awareness understanding belief that if I would have known when I got in the business that there was five stages of yeah. every advisor and you all have to go through it, and a lot yeah. of a lot of advisors get stuck on on phase three and because they just don 't even know that there 's a four and a five, yeah, and so to just know that there are five stages. That you can then understand, okay, here's where I am currently, and then understanding, oh, here's what it looks like to level up, to move on to the next phase, uh, and then believing I'm capable of doing that and the measure is not just income, which I think is what our industry does. Absolutely. It's like, hey, make more money and that means you're progressing. I've met advisors that make a bunch of money that I wouldn't want their business. Yeah. They're not a great leader. They over they work way too much.
0: They're not happy.
1: Not happy. <laughs> and for me and people ask it's like, "Stan, you're telling me you don't work on weekends. You get home by 5:15 to be with your wife and three kids." Like, I want to work more. I mean, I want to work less, add more value to clients and yeah. make a lot more money. That yeah. sounds pretty good. And I think that's what we need to pursue. And that's what we're identifying is that there's a way to do it. There's a path and we're going to help you get through it faster.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and again, as I said, I don't want to scare people. I think that, that we're going to make it as easy as possible, oh, It's yeah. a di- but it's a difficult path. Like your trainer at the gym is not gonna be like, now I'm going to make it really easy for you. <laughs> that's right. If you want results. It's impossible, yep. but, but I'm, I'm going to help you get results faster. That's right. And that's our, that's our heart. And that's okay. our goal. Thanks, Dan. Bet. Thanks, bud. Thanks for listening to our first episode We hope it gave you a clear picture of what kind of content you can expect from us in the future and also helped you learn more about our desire to help you recognize and reach your potential faster. Remember that you can go to stenmorgan.com podcast to sign up for all of our show updates. You should also subscribe to the show and turn on your notifications for whatever app you use so you know when we release new episodes. And if anything on this show has helped you today, then I'd like to ask for a favor in return. Take two minutes and type up a review of our show on Apple Podcasts. If your review is entertaining or heartwarming enough, we may even read it on a future
1: episode. Thank you in advance for taking time to do that.